0: Welcome to Therapy and Technology. I'm your host, Jessica Bullock. Thank you for tuning in to this conversation about all things technology and how we integrate it into our counseling profession. Hi everyone. So today we're gonna talk about something that we all have in common. And that is no shows. Yes, no shows. Clients who are scheduled to come to your office but don't show up. Now, this is why I believe online counseling has also become very appealing. You don't have to worry about the office that you're paying for and all the overhead, the lights, electricity, Wi Fi, because you know your laptop and you are a one-stop shop and you can really set up anywhere and that's what makes this really appealing your clients have less of an opportunity I believe also to uh, call out and within the past six months I've noticed that again I've had more cancellations for my face-to-face clients than my online count clients and that is a trend in my actual business because Within my company, I noticed that that's also the time where we've had more holidays, more people having uh, visitors from out of town and also colder weather. So we, we contribute to those factors, uh, the knowledge that we know we're gonna have to prepare for the winter and holiday season. So we all already have days and times where we set aside to take time off because we know it's a lower income season, however, when, when that time starts to pick up and clients are now keeping their appointments, which is a little bit after the beginning of the year when people are getting back into their groove and swing of things, no-shows are not okay. And so what I've done is I've created a list of things that we can do, some income-producing activities that you can do when you have no-shows. Now, some of you have already in place some things that you have done to still get paid regardless of whether or not your, your no-shows show up. And one of those things is to um, charge them a no-show fee. Now, I do that already. But one of the things about my no-show fees are that I don't charge for the full session. And I I know and have colleagues who do charge for the entire session. I don't do that. So I notice that I still lose money. And like many of you, I have weekly, monthly, and quarterly goals. So today I'm going to just share with you some of the income producing activities that I do when my face-to-face clients don't show up for their sessions. And I hope you're able to take one or two of these ideas and maybe implement them into your own company so that you can have a, a continuous flow of income coming in, whether or not you your no-shows um pay their their full fee or not. So the first thing I'm going to uh, share with you is responding to emails from clients who want consults or information about your company. That has given me thousands of dollars. There have been very few consults that I have done that have not turned into money-making uh, situations. And so I would strongly recommend take that time to respond to those clients who are reaching out. Many of the clients I do get are like trying to schedule right away because the people or the therapist that they've called before me did not respond. So that just gives you a little bit of insight into how important it is to be very responsive when clients reach out for services. Secondly, if you are your own biller, check your billing to ensure all of your claims come in and that you're getting paid. I take time or I used to take time to correct my billing and it would lead me to hundreds of dollars. Mistakes. I mean, sometimes insurance doesn't pay you for like an I that's misplaced or missing, or uh, the wrong letter in the last name or date of birth is off by one number, you'd be surprised of how much money you can save. You need to use your time to get those dollars. So one correction on a claim can have spent 10 minutes out of that session that you would have missed it because all of your clients came in and maybe your, your week just flew by. Weeks turn into months and that billing never gets corrected. Then it goes beyond the grace period and you lose the money. And so take that time to check your billing if you, you are your own biller. The third thing I would recommend is keep an ongoing list of clients who said to you that they would be available last minute during a day if or an evening, whatever time it is, to have an online session with you. So I know many of my colleagues who who mix in the online sessions with the face-to-face sessions just to have a breakup in the monotony of their day. So if you have clients who are, you know, free during the time, uh, that your no-shows come in, have a running list. My assistant and I have a list of clients who are always available, uh, who just may want a session at the last minute. And so we call them and let them know that, you know, they'll be on in about 10 minutes and we may give them a 45 minute session instead of a 53 minute session or vice versa. So depending on what's happening, uh, we provide that time for our clients. And also many of you have set up no-show fees but many many of you may have partial payment. so adding something like an eap client to your caseload or even a client from open path now open path is a program that is nonprofit and it provides services to clients who may not be able to afford the full fee for sessions. So maybe keeping one or two open path clients in your back pocket may be able to assist you with maybe filling in some of the the money that you would lose if you do charge for partial uh, payments for sessions if clients miss so for me that works out because eap clients I really don't count into my weekly goals so if i do have a client who misses and pays their partial payment for the session they missed the eap client makes up the difference so just to recap some of the income producing activities for therapists may look like phone consultations meetings with supervisees if you're a supervisor and you charge for supervision meetings meeting with a supervisee, posting to a social media site that interests people who want to purchase your products or services, checking billing claims for lost or delayed money, calling someone on an emergency no-show list, or just doing some contractual work. I do have contracts with different with different companies and I do spend some of the time if I do have a no show to do some contractual work. So what are you trying to say, Jess? Basically, when you are in income producing mode, stay in that mode. Try to make as many many as much money as you can to meet your goals. That office space won't pay for itself and quite frankly, uh this is why many therapists like the online space. So make your time work for you. If you do have a hybrid practice and you're noticing that you do have no shows from time to time, it's a lot harder to just figure out something to do to to produce income. And I think it's easier when you're online and that's just my personal opinion. But when you are, um, you know, an online therapist, it's a lot easier because you are somewhere where you want to be and you can get other things done so your time isn't lost but when you are in your physical office space there's only but so much you can do Um, so use your time make your time work for you and make sure that if you do have some downtime during your day if it's not going to be used for you to just take a break and you need that mental break Try doing some of these income-producing activities. I promise you, you will not be sorry. And at the end of the day, you will still reach your financial goals. So until next time, guys, I hope this was helpful. It was just a pain point that I found, that I face. And if it's helpful, I hope that you can take it and run with it. Until next time, guys, take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Therapy and Technology. Until next time, rate, subscribe, share with a friend, and I hope you try something new today.